Hellazer House. Welcome to this episode 178. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey, hey. And this is Bobby. And we're back for the end of the season. The end. This is the end. My this only is the break. end. My only. F- okay. We have to pay royalty if I finish that. <laughs> you guys can put it together. Because it sounds so much like Jim Morris. Guys, if you guys sing along, you'll get it. You'll get there. Uh, so what's going on, guys? Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Everything's what's going all right. Going on. And yeah. Over here, I guess. Yes. Same old, same old. I suppose. Just here. You know, <clears throat> life after, I guess. Yeah. Here, not yeah, watching I soccer. Mean, I think it's. A, <laughs> I think the days that pass softens the blow. Yeah. A, a, a little bit. Um, time does I'll, heal. I mean, uh, and here we are gathering for a group therapy session so you know yeah i know that i i know that i uh i played oh, shit, is that what we're doing yeah, yeah i guess so doing. uh <laughs> so yeah i'm gonna send your your uh your doctor bill your psychiatry bill once we're done here bobby um i know i played soccer last night and as you can Dang, tell from why am i the one getting billed <laughs> Uh, this is the medi- this is, right, this is the healthcare system we have, Bobby. Surprise, medical bill. Um, yeah. I played I played cool. soccer last night, as you can hear maybe in my voice. Um, the smoke oh yeah, that's the first thing I was gonna think. The, the smoke in the air did not help, so I, I think uh, you know I, I've been nursing my voice gingerly all day long, but it uh, alas, it's terrible um, because I just breathed in a lot of crap yesterday uh from playing soccer and it was cold man it was so fucking cold like for whatever reason why well, and bobby i know this doesn't affect you because it's the weather cold. took a sharp no. yeah it took a sharp but the weather took the sharp left yeah. term dude like like three like two days ago it was like all right we're cold now yeah and like the day before it was hot <laughs> like literally like i'd wear yeah, it's cold now i wore I pants to bed last night <laughs> i haven't done that in months yeah i had to wear long i had to wear sweats or something long. Yeah, Lewis is probably still sleeping with a fan. I am. Uh, no, I have since turned the fan off, but I am still sleeping with nothing but shorts on. Your pacifier? Oh, okay. Oh. Um, I'm what? <laughs> I was going to ask you. I was going to say you're still sleeping with your pacifier. Uh, no, I have to give those up to to my son now. Oh. So I had to make I had to make do. <laughs> Oh, we're proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I would have delivered that differently. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on. Go on. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, did you guys see that we are now part of a, uh, uh, I guess we have a new album coming out in collaboration with the Nag Boys? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I thought somehow we already recorded it. I was like, what? When did we do that? <laughs> you don't remember? You blacked out again, didn't you, Bobby? Uh, I don't think Bobby was there. It was it was during the Megapod and all the karaoke. That's it. Oh, right. That was it right yeah, there. Yeah. Well, this is why my voice is so scratchy, too, because I, I strained it too much while we were recording our, uh, our Balls and Beer song. Yeah. Yeah. How's it go again? Balls and beers going it's all, it's off. Going on. Not too hard. Too hard. 
I wonder how long you got. <laughs> trying to, guys, I'm thought. trying to do the S. I'm trying to do the SNL thing, but Luke, but David just gives up all as soon as he hears my voice. <laughs> but let's move on. Jesus, you guys don't know how to make jokes. God damn it! Let's this get to the like, sad part then. Like that's all you, know, you don't know. If don't you don't know how to do this shit, let's do the sad shit then. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if after we do the sad shit, David would just throw more salt to the wound and add some more sad shit after. Of course. <laughs> well, it depends on how long our podcast goes because, uh, as of right now, it's oh, six, please, it's six forty p.m. Uh, I, and I believe LAFC and Seattle are going to kick off in about in twenty minutes. Uh, what like. 50 minutes oh in 20 minutes okay so well i well it's supposed to start at seven but yeah you know how it, it's half an hour before right so broadcast is a half an hour and then d- d- we'll, be, we'll on, be done we'll be done d- depending on depending on where where we are in the uh in in the game uh versus yeah where we are in the podcast i may have salt to the throw on the wound but hopefully not so i guess let's get to it you sound like you're too delighted about it i just don't like that anyways well so delighted. Well, maybe not. With the sprinkles on top. <laughs> you don't like my sprinkles? No. Oh, well, speaking of sprinkles. Uh, Bobby and I attended the final LA Galaxy game of the season oh, yeah, on Thursday. Right. <laughs> um, good we times did. were had. I mean, good times and bad times, obviously, were had. And, and Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting times for sure. I, I, I think um, interesting is is more the word. And and again, we are uh, we were gracefully um, chosen to be the benefactors of some pretty posh tickets, thanks to my coworker who uh, who doesn't use doesn't use tickets. So um, so po- so posh so posh that I think the little boy, the teenager that keeps mad dogging me is probably a son of someone that owns the team oh yeah for sure i have yeah, a yeah, feeling yeah. i have a feeling yeah i have <laughs> no doubt about that. i have no doubt about that because those dudes <laughs> those dudes were they were intense i mean they were intense in like uh like the way that a pimply faced teenager you know that is yeah, whose yeah, who's yeah. balls have been dropped yet are are intense so funny. you know it was so like funny. they got they got super aggro they got super like little teeny teenage kid aggro for no reason like even gbs was like hey calmate um maybe so do we get an, do we get an explanation to that i mean i thought i just explained it well i mean what was the like oh they were they were uh, you when there was galaxy fans in their area yeah. dude basically in the posh seats like okay. and we're over here cheering on the galaxy so they, it annoys them you know they're probably like who are these motherfuckers because we're never there the whole season only these uh-huh. games so, so they're probably like the fuck, you know. So he gives me so the little so so this little. I'm gonna call him. Um, I don't know what should call him. Paul. Paul. Baby. Uh, baby, baby Tyler. Mitch, Tyler. Mitch one. Tyler. Ty- no. Tyler. Tyler. No. And he may be a Brian. And Brian with a Y. He may be a Brian. <laughs> Anyways, he was just staring at me really hard and long, and I was just looking at him, staring right back at him, but like with kind of like a face, like "What happened, dude?" Like, huh? <laughs> you know? And he's like, like a, and he's, like, he's like the way, like the way the guy at, in the in the gold body paint was staring at me last time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like staring, like I'm kind of like looking at him, and it feels like he's looking at me for a whole minute. Like it's it's like long, dude. Like I don't. 
not even a girl I'm interested to, we stay that long looking at each other and uh, across the room. So like I'm looking at it and I go and I start uh, go I start uh, uh, putting my eyebrows up and down I'm like whoop, 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 you know like hey 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 <laughs> I go hey 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 what's up like, and then he just turns around like mm, all mad. <laughs> we were I think we were losing at that time so he shouldn't have been that mad. Yeah I don't know he was trying to be hard. I mean. He was yeah, trying to. Yeah, it was funny, but he didn't have. The, I told him, well, "Where's your jersey, dude?" Because he wasn't dressed up. Yeah. I was like, "Why are you trying to be hard with without your colors?" <laughs> um, Lewis. Mm. We, 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 as always, whenever we're at that stadium, we sat next to some uh, uh, LA, uh, LAFC fans. Um, these yep. fans, in particular, uh, they're very nice people, uh, as we as we found out throughout the throughout the match, but. These LAFC fans were from the the center of the city, the like the heart, the heart <laughs> of the city, like block number one when it comes to LAFC. Okay, they were they were from Hawaii. Oh, all right. They flew down from Hawaii. They flew down from Hawaii. They spent a pretty game. penny, decked out in in Galaxy gear. I mean, in in LAFC gear. They they didn't. The owners of whoever had those seats. Sure, sure, them. I guess. Uh, I mean, they all had their, their stuff on, right? Um, they flew, yeah. you know, they flew in from Hawaii, the heart of the city, um, and which, which I, I, I pointed out to them. as like, it's funny that the heart of the city extends all the way out to Oahu. Carson, well, I mean, uh, it, I mean, if you're on Twitter, the heart of the city also uh, resides in Australia and the UK, so, you know. The UK, that's right. I, I'm, I'm not sure geography is their best. Well, there's a lot of things <laughs> that really aren't their strongest suit, so. Right. But, whatever. So, Logic, um, another one? As I said, they were very nice people. They were super cool. As a matter of fact, the uh, the woman that was sitting next to us at one point, I think, turned to Bobby and she's like, I want you guys to win now because I like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, she, I was like, you're like a teacher. She's like, I am a teacher. Oh, yeah, you know, so, mm, there it is. <laughs> oh, so her, her, like yeah. I said, her and her husband, very lovely people. They just don't know any better. And um, <laughs> it, it, I think it's true. And so like the, the husband pointed out to me, there was a guy that was above us waving the, the fuck, Carson, fuck Carson um uh, black and gold foil t-shirt and the guy like you know tapped me on the shoulder and he pointed to the the guy waving the fuck Carson t-shirt and I was like man isn't that fucked up you guys have all this merchandise geared to just hating us and yet here we are in galaxy gear all of our stuff is about the team and about us all your stuff is about us and he was like oh man you turned that around on me man yeah, they, they really don't know. Like, they don't get it. And it's funny because just right now, I, I saw a tweet. Someone I retweeted. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm assuming there is some banter going on between two fans. And one of them uh, comes out and says, October 29th. All that matters is that Carson is not in the playoffs. Really, dude? Because you're about to play that's, the Western Conference Final in about 20 minutes. But all that matters to you is that the Galaxy are not in the playoffs. Thank you very much. Like, that pretty much sums up your fan base in that one tweet. So Ultimate, ulti- Ultimately, ultimately, the the loss and, and, ulti- and like, uh, honestly, like, in the hours following the loss, 
Um, I didn't. I thought it was going to hurt really bad when it when it happened. And in the hours following the loss, I realized it's not so bad because you know what? We're still the motherfucking LA Galaxy. We're right. still the jewel of the league, even though we got a little dirt on us right now. Whatever. That's not a big deal. We are who everybody wants to be. We are the gold standard bearers for this league. And, uh, and all on, anybody sorry. wants to talk about is the Galaxy. Zlatan even said it after the game. He said, hey, he had this giant scrum of reporters around him. He said, hey, why are you guys here talking to me? LAFC's over there. They're the, ones, they're the ones that won. Why are you here talking to me? We all know the answer to that. Of course we do. Um, and it's true. I mean, it's you can deny it all you want. No one listening to this podcast will probably do it. They probably know the same thing. Uh, we are what everybody talks about. And anybody that is currently on the shiny new toy will go on to the next shiny new toy next season in Miami. Uh, the same way that they were uh, with their shiny new toy in Atlanta. Uh, it's going to be yesterday's news. And maybe Miami will be the best team in MLS ever next season. So... Uh, the way they jump ship there, so yeah, I have uh, I have no problem. I I've always relished being the villain and the hated ones, and uh, so um, even in defeat, it, it seems to be no different there. So I will take it. But I I, w- I was actually uh, with you um, as far as like uh, you know how, how we felt after the game. Uh, I I talked to you, uh, David. Uh, you actually called me the day before. And, you know, we we're talking about how, you know, the, yeah, the, the, out, the nerves. Yeah, the nerves uh, were, were definitely kicking in um, even the day before uh, because of what was really at stake. And and uh, we had talked about how, look, I've I've been a sports fan practically my entire life. I have seen my teams lose. I've seen them get blown out. I have seen, you know, those last second uh, heartbreaks happen. I've lost to my rivals. I've seen my, my rivals win championships. You know, I've seen the earthquakes win an MLS Cup. You know, by beating us in extra time. I've seen us lose a four goal lead uh, to those same fuckers. So I've, I've been in the stadium when you've been in the, the yeah you were earthquakes in the have lifted MLS Cup. Yeah. So I. Uh, I we've been there, man. Yeah, we, we, just, we've, that's been all there. we've been saying we've been there. I, I don't want to do my list, too, but we've yeah. been there. And so, I mean, yeah. at, at the end of the day, I said, why is this? I was there. With, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, why is this game any different? And, and, and it came down to, you know, just the little storylines that we were hoping to hold on to for as long as we could. Although we inevitably knew that it was going to happen, that at some point LAFC was going to eventually beat us and, you know, and they will eventually beat us in the playoffs and more than likely will eventually, uh, uh, you know, raise uh, an MLS Cup. And the, the whole thing was that not this year, one more season, one more game, you know, and and you keep going, you know, uh, uh, on and on with that. It, it was it was the whole, we haven't lost yet. It was the whole, this is the biggest game that we've played together so far. It was the first playoff game. So you don't want to lose that one. You want to hold that over them as well. You want to beat them in 
a season that they are overwhelming favorites. I mean, everything just kind of like created this perfect storm where sure the pressure was more on LAFC, but at the same time, this is a game that we can't lose. We can't lose this game. And I think that was pretty much what it was. If this was say next season and we had won last Thursday and LAFC beats us, I think it would have been more of a, okay, we did it. Congratulations. No biggie. But at the end of the day, that's what it kind of felt like. You know, you wake up the next day and it's like, life moves on. I'm good. Whatever. We'll get you next season. And as David said, I woke up like, hey, there's still five stars on my crest. So I'm good. Well, that's the thing. We go for the long game mostly. I mean, look, nothing's going to disappoint me more than the first MLS Cup losing to D.C. Nothing's ever going to yeah. make me feel worse. Ugh, than yes, honestly. I agree. No, nothing ever. So, you know, this may be somewhere in the top ten, but it's not. It's not the thing that stabs me in the heart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah the you know, funny who, thing is, is that that's perfect, Bobby. Because I still, if I think about that game, I still get that because I I remember that game very very vividly. So that's actually oh, so do uh, I. that's actually a really really that good point. Wet, it's wet final. Oh, God. <laughs> That and uh, that in the 2001 loss to the earthquakes. I think that that curler that De Rosario scored. Oh man, that that yeah. one hurt. Yeah, that I, one I remember. I remember we were watching that game uh, together, David, and yep. we were uh, we were in your room. We were at we were at a grandma's house at the time, and we were watching the game intently. We we're going in extra time, and he does that, and there was just this. Well, I mean, there was only like, I think it was. Only us two. I'm not sure if one of our uncles was in the room or not. But I think it might have been just us two. But there thought, was this. I thought one of our uncles was in the room. I ha- it had to be. Maybe maybe uh, Checo or Ricardo were in the room. I-, I figured one of them had to be in there. And I remember just staring into the TV, like kind of in disbelief. Another uh, another painful, uh, you know, loss. loss. Yeah, I remember yeah. being so pissed at Danny Califf. Because he just I, backed I, well, up and backed up and backed up and backed up and then boom, yeah. opened that shot. I, 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 and the funny thing is, is that that's what I, where I was going. Ever since. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but I remember the silence, the stunned silence. And then I, I, I just remember kind of like putting my head down and then looking over to you for like some sort of comfort. And there was this. You had kind of the same thing, but you had something else building up inside of you. <laughs> and finally, after I don't know how long of silence, it finally came out, and you just like you just like screamed, "Fuck, fucking daddy!" And like he just you just started banging the bed, and you were just punching the bed like over and over again. And yeah, you were cursing Danny Caleb. Why aren't you fucking Danny stepping? Up? <laughs> <laughs> you were so mad. Oh my god, I remember that. He gave him so much space. Ah, so mad about that. Anyway, that stings. That stings more. That that hurts worse, I think, more than 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 this loss. Because honestly, like and, and we can get into the, the game a little bit now. Um so we have to let's not get into it too much. Or, I mean I don't we don't I don't I don't I don't I don't feel like getting I, into it like how we usually get into okay. other games. <laughs> I, I feel like look, I feel like the game itself, could, the overview is fine. Let, overview let's is do fine. an overview. And we'll, we'll, we'll pick moments here and there. Um, the game overall, I think um, uh, the atmosphere in the stadium, it was very subdued. And what, what's funny is I was talking I was talking to Tommy um, Barrias about this earlier today. And we were I was saying how like 
the atmosphere on Thursday was there was a lot of nerves in the stadium because the 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 game, the regular season game that we played at the Stank, there was so much energy coming from the crowd, and even though they went down like within the first what two minutes, Slatan scored in in the regular season game. Yeah, um, yeah. the energy time. and the the like the 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 crowd was just was going and it was loud and it was intense in this game. I never felt that intensity like the entire game. Well, and, I'm, and, and here's the thing we're in the exact same spot in it, for every single sure. one of these games that we've been to. I'm in the exact same seat in the exact same everything. And I didn't feel that intensity from this, this game because I think there was a nervousness in the air from, from the LAFC fans um, what, what were you going to say, Bobby? Well, I was going to say that um, I won't take away how loud it was. It was there. There was a lot of intensity, but it was undercut by that nerve, that nerving, that nervous feeling like that. You can feel it in the air. Yeah. You could totally tell. And we it. talked about you it. Know, I mean, we the, talked about it a few weeks ago. Yeah, how, like, yeah. no, LAFC fans were really quiet on social media. Uh, leading up to that yeah. game, and that was uh, unchar- uncharacteristic. And even the normal pe- people that like hit us up privately, that our LAFC fans didn't really say anything, the entire the entire way. Even after the match, nobody said anything. Nobody held it over us. You know, so there was a, there was a lot of that. We met people because it was you know because it wasn't a ge- it wasn't an easy game to win. Yeah, um, even though they were up up all the time, but. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it kind of played out exactly how it probably should have played out, to be honest. They gave, you know, like the Galaxy couldn't maintain the level of play that they usually do against the LAFC and actually showed, you know, their 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 weaknesses, yeah. the weaknesses of the season. Well, I think, yeah, I think we, two we, things we opened it up. Two, two things is the LA Galaxy defense showed up um, in, in that, like, that but was then the defense. They no, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. Is like the defense that we we always knew was there. That's what I'm saying. We got, we got we got we got two we got two of the both coins, but the but but our lapses outweighs our 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 better side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 that's what we that, saw. And what did we talk about leading up to these playoffs? We said, look, teams have given teams have given us the roadmap or other you know them each other the roadmap of how to beat the LA Galaxy and. LAFC, the reason we've been successful in uh, against them is because Bob Bradley didn't really change his tactics against the Galaxy. They would they go after us and we go after them and, and we've been able to get Bob Bradley over also him. said but Bob Bradley in this game, also he sat, he waited, he ch- changed his tactics. He I felt like LAFC was in a more defensive shape to start the game, even though they scored first. They still like they they held back quite a bit because I thought the galaxy was on the front foot for at the, at the beginning, beginning of the game, game. Sure. and I think that that was that was the the game plan going in is they wanted to sit back and wait and counter us and that's what they did. I I that's exactly where I was going. I think that it was extremely unexpected for LAFC to not or I'm sorry to concede possession because we have not seen them play that type of style at all and honestly they had no reason to step away from that style they were running over teams the entire season they they had no reason to believe that they weren't able to once again outpossess the galaxy and and hurt us but you got to hand to them because the last game that we played 
where we, or not, I'm sorry, the first game that we played this season where we went out and we just punched them in the mouth. We pressed instead of just sitting back, you pressed, you made it difficult on them. I don't think LAFC was expecting that game plan. And I think that this was one hell of a strategic move from Bob Bradley that you expected, okay, let's go ahead and do what works or be a little bit more defensive in this game. And LAFC said, you can have the ball. Why Why wouldn't the Galaxy take that? Unfortunately, they didn't take advantage of it because they did have some opportunities. Typ- typical Galaxy. Yep. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I mean. I mean, I mean, that was the team. That That is right. our team. In that, was, that was that 2019. Was that our team? Yes. That was it right there. It's, it's, it's just it's. It's just so clear. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and honestly, like, even when we were down 2-0, I didn't think that we were out of it. And when we came back and we tied, Not when we point, went at 2-2, yeah. I, I remember me and Bobby looking at each other going like, we got this. This is yep. this is the turning point. Like, that's it. They're going to lose it. And and I think that the, the huge difference here and the huge thing that, that gave LAFC confidence and and got them to eventually win the game is that they went down two two and they didn't panic and they got two quick goals on us. And even at four, two, I was like, okay, I'm a little pissed that that happened, but I think we can still get back in this. Like we still haven't seen a slot on Hattrick and I guarantee we're going to get a slot on Hattrick and, you know, it never came unfortunately, but it was, it was more just wasted chances. I thought that players who, we were counting on to have good nights, had bad nights. And we talked about how like Diego Polenta was, was hitting a, a run of form that wasn't very good. And and I thought that he, you know, we, we suffered for that in this game. And the, the, the biggest mistake though, and I know Bobby was yelling at, uh, uh Scalotto, um, you know, he was yelling at me yelling at Scalotto, um, because, no, I got it. No, I yelled at Scalotto because I got in trouble. Oh, yeah, that's right. that's right. You almost get kicked out because you yelled at Scalotto. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm not putting Corona. What are you doing? <laughs> I thought. Man, I thought, I'm so embarrassed. About you know, we all have one. We all have one, Bobby. No, no I, the got, thing was, I almost the thing got was, kicked out for trying to hand the Galaxy players stickers. <laughs> no, time. but hold that. Hold that. But, but literally, they overreacted, okay? Because all I did was I, 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 maybe I moved a little too fast. Maybe I did my ninja moves too fast, and they all went like, oh, shit, you know? But all I, want, all I wanted to do is go half over and then yell at them and come back. And I was already on my way back when, like, three guys were rushing towards me. And I looked at all, all of them and I'm like, what's going on? I'm walking back. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Bobby's like, hey, fellas. what's the big deal? <laughs> what's the big deal, man? Calm down. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> great. That was, that was very great, though. That was, um, yeah, it was it was it was an interesting day, uh, to say the least. I think that. Um, yeah. Shenanigans, shenanigans took place. Of course, as as Lewis, they do. We're 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 having an, uh, a private overtime show about. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, but, All right, back to yes. I did not have I did not have my my run in with our gold painted man, but Zlatan did. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, it's not that was a uh, very interesting um, gesture at him. <laughs> oh, that's who he did yeah, it to? It I was that guy. Yeah, it was the, the <laughs> don't meme me guy. <laughs> yeah, don't meme me, bro. <laughs> Um, I, I quite enjoyed that he that he and, and uh, he and I and Zlatan and he all had a moment separately in in the lore of of, of these games. Um, look, Galaxy Fam traveled well. Uh, we ran into Galaxy fans in the in the the bar. Um, we ran into I ran into Alan Gore. I went in to get a, a water, right? So like I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not gonna drink that much. I'm gonna have like one beer and that's it. And Bobby was like, I'm having all the beers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have your beers, including the ones I spilled on you. <laughs> um, Stop it. <laughs> sorry, that's for the overtime show. Uh, see, if we had a Patreon, we could you know charge people f- for this. Um, <clears throat> that's funny. That's fucking funny. But <laughs> I lost my chain of thought. <laughs> Going in to talk oh to Alan God. Gordon. So, oh, you didn't know that yeah, yet. I went, but. In, I went in to get some water, and there's Alan Gordon and Dan Gardin and Gargan. So I went over to them. I was like, "Holy shit, what's up, guys?" And like, you know, I went to go stand and talk to them at their table. Uh, Gordon was there. Um, Dan Kennedy was there, and then Matt Reese walked over. So I was hanging out with them for a little bit, and this was uh, right, maybe right during halftime, maybe, and um, probably one of my favorite moments of the night is Dan Gargan was asking me, he's like, all right, what are you, what, what do we need? What, what, what do we got to do? And so we were talking about stuff and then he like stops and he looks over and he goes, is that Max Bredos over there? And I look up and I'm like, he's and and he's like, Oh wait, no, he's good. He's, he should be calling the game. That can't, that won't be him. And I said, Oh man. And, and when I said, Oh man, everybody kind of turned to look at me and I said, if that was actually Max Bredos, I'd go over there and make fun of his. Yeah. And they all laughed and they're like, oh, my God, that's the worst. And I and, and Lewis and Lewis, here's where you're going to get a little bit of satisfaction here. I said, no, 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 no. Guys, the worst thing I ever heard Max Bredos do was back in the day when him and Alan Hopkins used to call it Galaxy Games. And, the, and, and Alan Gordon goes, oh, my God, that must have been painful. <laughs> I said, facts. The worst thing was Bredos goes, Ole. And Alan Hopkins goes, Ole is right, Max. Let me tell you why. And they all groaned. They're like, oh my God. I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. That was, that will forever stick in my mind. I think, I think we were watching that game together as well. Yes, we, because we, we were. Because we both too. like, yeah. Because we both looked at each other like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, did he really just say that? Like, uh, we gotta, we gotta evolve. Like that, that shit cannot happen. That is why soccer is not making it in this country right now. Um, yeah, well, that's something I'll never forget. Former galaxy, former galaxy legends agree. <laughs> that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> horrible, um, horrible. But it, but it was cool. It was, it was cool seeing them. Um, we got to, I got to meet. I the know when you came back, you told me. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bobby and I got to meet the Cooligans. Finally, gave them a bunch of stickers. Uh, we gave a bunch of stickers to uh, Susanna Collins of MLS Soccer, and she was very excited about getting more stickers because, as you know, our stickers on the front of her laptop, which I thanked her for. Um, we met uh, Sebastian Salazar uh, from ESPN. Um, he was, you know, he was like quick. That was a quick uh, interaction uh, with with him. But I mean, overall, it was it was a great night. 
um, of, of soccer. You know, obviously the game didn't end the way that we thought it would. Um, I thought that, again, Perry Kitchen was wildly ineffective in this game. Uh, I thought that Joe Corona would have been, would have done a better job of closing people down and then uh, transitioning defense and offense. But ultimately it came down to this is who the LA Galaxy was and this is who LAFC was. Um, the other, you know, the other games that we played against them this year have been sort of um, against against the green kind of wins and, and against the green uh, draw at their stadium. And I think this is finally the one where everything went, well, this is the way it should have worked out, you know, for this year, because y- you got to say that at least on in the standings, LAFC was actually a better team this year um, than the galaxy and the galaxy were exposed for the problems. We all knew that they were going to be there. We were just riding that wave of they can't beat us, but they finally did. And, you know, the world kept turning. Life goes on. Um, The Galaxy family continues to be strong and together. And that was the one thing that I think um, helped make it make dull the the sort of uh, the loss, uh, uh, the disappointment is that everybody kind of took it and said, well, you know, that this is who we are. You know, there's no denying what we were this year. And and I think that this... Sort of, and, we didn't, and we didn't go out as a punk or anything. Yeah, so. we put up a fight. I mean, you know, we, yeah, it was 5-3. But I feel I, I never felt like the Galaxy was out of the game. This is true. This is true. Even at 1-0 or even at 2-0, it was disappointing. But it wasn't any... It wasn't anything new. We have seen the Galaxy down three. We've seen the Galaxy down two to this team. And each time, the Galaxy have battled back. In fact, the Galaxy immediately responded after being down 2-0, scoring, uh, what, like three, four minutes after uh, after the second goal dropped and, and going into halftime only down by one, and then scoring less than 10 minutes uh, coming out of halftime to uh, not only make this a game, but as David said, thinking, we got this. We broke them again. It's just a matter of time before that third goal drops and uh, this streak continues. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. That was actually when I accepted the fate. When LAFC scored the third goal, that had never happened before. They had uh, Once we were able to claw back in every single game, LAFC were practically done. Right. They were Their, their body language said everything. And the fact that they were able to punch back from the ropes and, you know, land that, uh, land that blow, well, actually back to back blows. I was like, that's it. Like, I think this is it. This is the game. Uh, do I still think we can come back? Yeah, it's possible. I, 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 it would be completely in line with MLS and the way this rivalry has gone. If the galaxy would have tied it up four, four, and we would have went to extra time. Um, of course, once that fifth goal dropped, that's when it's, uh, it's, it's, it's over. That's it. <laughs> We're not getting back yeah. anymore. So, oh, totally. yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, obviously it hurts. Obviously it's, um, it's something that, as I said, all galaxy fans said, uh, one more game, one more season, you know, inevitably it was going to happen. So, you know, it was just unfortunate that it was this game, but 
you know, it, it is what it is. And I, and I feel that David's right that I never felt that we were out of this game. I know that they have been the better team. I know that they have been for the most part, except for maybe one game of uh, two at the most. Yeah. Maybe you can stretch at that. Um, they have been uh, the better side. Uh, I think it's a little bit short of miraculous that through our toughest years, we were able to not lose to a team that had a head start on, yeah, on a us. Lot of, a lot of advantages. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what made it um, that much sweeter. And uh, I think it says a lot about the, you know, the, the the mindset of the team and the organization of, you know, how important this game really was. And, you know, we saw them get up and pumped up for, uh, for this particular game uh, or, I'm sorry for this particular uh, opponent, and uh, we saw some very, uh, you know, spectacular things that obviously are going to forever go down in Galaxy lore, um, and um, you know, I, and obviously we now know that this is the biggest rivalry uh, in uh, in the entire league, and I, I think that from here on now, you're basically saying, all right. The rivalry is on for all those that were still holding on to no, no, they need to be this first. No, no, I need a reason to hate them. No, no. And all the bullshit that they were telling themselves. I think it's on now. I think, you're, uh, you know, they eliminated you from the playoffs. I think next season you're there like, yep, I, I, I and, think this is their, their biggest rivalry. And and so. I've said I said it. As, I said as much as we were walking out of the stadium, I said, OK, they've caused me pain. Now I hate them. Yeah, you always. I was because I was one of those holdouts. I was one of those holdouts. I've always hated them. Mm-hmm. They've always annoyed me. Now I hate them. <laughs> but um, yeah, it is right, what it is. Well, are we? I, are we still talking more about? This? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you doing? Are we doing stats? We've only like are we doing oh, like we, that now? Uh, we, oh we yeah, we could we could totally we do should. stats. You want to do stats? I mean. Uh, for me, I, I kind of felt that there's there's was um we talked about this last week how Zlatan had said that once once the galaxy are in the playoffs, he, he's gonna turn it up yet another notch because that's when games really matter. Uh, since there are playoffs, it's not a single table tournament that you can end up in the seventh seed, but all you got to do is win four games in a row in the playoffs and you can be the champion. So he's going to step it up a notch uh, once the playoffs start. And uh, mm, I'm probably going to, yeah, I I mean, I might catch some flack for this, but he, I don't know. He kind of fell flat on his face. I, I would say flat. I would say flat out. He did not turn it up. Um, he, he made a lot of faces. He made more faces. Um, he looked uh, infinitely more annoyed at his teammates than he has in the regular season. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel that. I mean, and I kind of get that. I kind of feel that, you know, if he was going to do that for a game in the middle of May, why wouldn't he do that in a game where his season is now over? I I can't really blame him for that. I'm sure there's going to be frustration from not just him, but from everybody else. From what I'm understanding and from what I'm seeing is that, you know, players walked off the field with tears in their eyes. They were genuinely hurt that they were eliminated from the playoffs, you know, particularly to to that team. So 
uh, obviously there was a lot of disappointment on that field and I'm sure in that locker room, but all in all, I, I feel I, I'm not taking away anything from Zlatan. I'm not taking away anything that he did this season. Putting 30 goals up in a season is not something that should be overlooked. It's obviously going to be remembered. He's he's got the most goals in club uh, single season in club history. Um, so I'm not taking anything away from what he accomplished uh, this season. But you know, the the criticism I think is fair. For the expectations that we had of him, I think it's fair to say, hey, sure, you know, you didn't help us win a cup. Some might argue, and I, and they're not entirely wrong, that, hey, you know what? He came at a time where the organization was a bit dysfunctional. He came in under an FO that really had no clue what they were doing. They could not put a team together, and it really wasn't his fault that he joined uh, you know, that type of team in that type of, uh, you know, that particular time, um, you, maybe you, if you went back maybe four years, maybe things are different. Maybe he is, you know, holding a, an MLS cup. I don't know, but I feel that, uh, the criticism that does come with Zlatan, I think it is fair, uh, yeah. for the type of, for the type of player, uh, that he is and for the expectations that, uh, he basically brought on himself as well, saying that I'm going to break every MLS record and I'm going to lift every trophy. And, um, you know, I, I think that the criticism is is perfectly fair and it's not a knock on him. It's just, you know, it's part of the game. I mean, we, we not the first time that we've ripped a, a superstar before and he certainly won't be the last. No, I, I think that we kind of outlined this when the rumors were heating up that we were going to sign Zlatan. Um we kind of said, look, he's going to be, he could be the greatest thing that ever happened in the galaxy, or he could be one of the worst things that ever happened in the galaxy. And it turns out he was both. Um, because ultimately you look at the guy, you look at the, what the guy did in, uh, two seasons that we were terrible. I mean, he broke the single season scoring record, um, held by Pascalito Ruiz in 2002. Um, at 38, he scored, 31 goals for the club and he was the focal point and he brought a lot of attention that normally people, you know, I think he brought a lot of attention. He, he brought a lot of uh, fire. He brought a lot of um, controversy, obviously for his, his, uh, his comments about MLS and, and criticisms of the referees. I don't think that, the, you know, that stuff can be looked at as, as a bad thing, but at the same time, he wasn't great for the locker room. He wasn't really about the team. He was more about, you know, Zlatan. Um, and sure you need some of that sometimes, but you also need a guy who's going to be there and be a, a sort of, uh, a, a guy that's going to help the team grow. And I feel like there was too much happening to work around Zlatan rather than to integrate him and, and with everything else that was happening around the team. So I think that, you know, I, I think you can make a case either way and have a valid case that he was both good and bad for the galaxy. Um, and, and for MLS for that matter. I think that going forward, um, there's a lot of talks about him leaving now. And for me, I think he's he's done. 
Um, if you listen to the post-game comments that he gave after the LAFC match, uh, of course, the soundbite that everybody grabbed was Zlatan saying, if he stays, then everybody's going to watch MLS. But if he leaves, nobody will remember what MLS is. Um, if you just look at stuff from that soundbite, and I think Mike McGee had the perfect take on this, was his response to that was, leave, bro. But if you watch the whole thing, he said it. He said it in a joking way. He said it as the Zlatan per- persona. Um, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people who... And the people who took offense to it were pretty much the usual suspects of who would oh, Brian, Brian McBride almost cried on... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I kind of feel that if that offended you, you haven't been paying attention. You haven't been paying attention for the past two seasons. The guy is a soundbite. Uh, and even the reporters were saying, like, we're going to miss this guy because he's right. That the guy was, was a, you know, a soundbite where it happened. He was entertaining. Uh, it was a brand. And, uh, you know, and, and if you don't know that, then, again, you weren't paying attention for the past two seasons. You shouldn't have taken that to heart. Oh, I, really? Um, his, his entire career, really? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, look at exactly what, what this isn't something new that Zatan has done. It's not that he, he started doing this uh, uh, when he came to MLS. He's been doing it. Yeah, I mean, Zatan has been Zlatan uh, his entire life. And, you know, he, he knows how to get uh, uh, people's attention. And, you know, it's part of the it's part of the reason why everyone is uh, attracted to him and so it's not something that should be taken to heart i i'm sure that even the apparently even the the crotch gesture was you know he smiled after the fact like it wasn't like he was trying to fight the guy um you know uh, you you saw the face after you know he did it he just had this smile on his face like i'm just fucking with you dude you're you're a meme waiting to happen, and I just what's you. funny is that the, the <laughs> you're a walking meme, bro. <laughs> you're a walking meme, bro. And um, the 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 thing that the and here's the thing that I'll that I'll say about the the crotch gesture. Um, a lot of people said to me after that was like, oh, that's not a very good, uh, uh, you know, thing for kids to see. I'm like, I'm sorry, but if if you're a kid looking up to Zlatan, you're looking at the wrong guy. That is not the guy. <laughs> You should be looking up to as a as a like as a role model for kids. You know what I mean. You look at that guy and you look at his competitive nature. You look at his you know sort of his his braggadocio, his his persona, and you say like, wow, that's a guy who's like made himself larger than life. But you, no kid out there should be like, I want to be the way this Zlatan acts. <laughs> you know, like no man, that's not that's not what he's about. You know, he's he's not about that. He's never been about that. You know what? If my kid started doing that and that made him a few extra millions, I'd be proud of him. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I ain't gonna freaking fault him for that. But the money's gotta um, come first. Money's gotta uh, come first. Yeah, of course. And, that's, and obviously, that's what it is. Like I say, it's a brand. It so it, it's something else. Um, I mean, we're talking about this as if Zlatan uh, is an ex Galaxy player. So is Zlatan an ex Galaxy player? Bobby? I don't know, man. I don't know. You got to think about this. In order for him to want to leave, he would have to go to some team where he gets a lot of attention, and he he's not going to want to go to a team where he doesn't start. <clears throat> I don't see many 
high-level league teams around the world that wants to get him for that. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe a sub coming in to inject something in. Apparently, Inter Milan um, want, want him back. Yeah, that was, that's been like a rumor for a while. Uh, but think about this, too. MLS would love for him to be here another year for those sound bites, for those meme moments, for the rivalry to LAFC again. Because honestly, when we were at LAFC, everybody was talking about LAFC versus Latan, yep. not LAFC versus Galaxy. Yep. Yeah. Everybody was saying LAFC versus Latan. So yeah, this dude in order to hold that rivalry, we have we they're going to want another year. And Zlatan's going to get a big pay here more than anywhere else. And his family loves to be in Los Angeles. So I'm not really the thing so is, is sure I don't, that he's going to be gone. I, I'm, not, I'm not denying that he's not happy in L.A. I think he loves life in L.A. I, I'm sure that the league has frustrated him um, in the past oh, yeah. two seasons. I mean, I, I'm, when he's, when he, all that shit talking is true, I mean, it's coming, yeah. it's coming from the but truth. He's, right, he's right. also <laughs> talked about how like, the travel took a toll on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. obviously there's little like you know, logistics to MLS that are unique to the States and travel is definitely one of them, you know, where usually you can take a bus to another country, uh, you know, if you're playing in a champions league game or, you know, just, you know, down the street, uh, um, to play a a league game. It it doesn't happen here that there's nobody aside from us, uh, aside from El Tropico that you know, has a, a team just up the road. Even then, it takes like five hours to get there. So um, th- that is one of the uh, one of the things he, he was complaining about, uh, among other things. I personally don't see him coming back. I'm having it at maybe 10% that he comes back. We'd have to give him a ridiculous amount of money to stay and... If that's the case, I will be with uh, where David was at the beginning of the season, where I wouldn't do that this season. You're adding yet another year um, uh, on his age. Um, I'm not saying that he's not capable of scoring 30 or even more goals because there's only so much that he has to do in order to do that. And you kind of saw that this season. His, his I don't want to say his like work ethic, but his his rate almost seemed to go down. Like, uh, like the times that I saw him running, the effort that he put seemed like it was a little less than last season, but his productivity significantly rose. So he doesn't necessarily have to run for 90 minutes. It's you just have to run a better team around. That's, him. that's true. And obviously a lot of those goals came after Pavon was signed and, uh, and came in. So, but I don't, I wouldn't want to give Zlatan yet another pay raise uh, for uh, you know a 39-year-old who very well can put up 30 goals, but you know um, have the team still play one-dimensional soccer where everything is running through him. And I, I, think, I, the, I think the Galaxy and, and GBS and, and that and, and the, the new regime is ready to move on from that as well. I well, I mean, let's not well, overlook. Let's not That's overlook the fact we that <laughs> he is loved uh, for the most part by this fan base. He is loved by the league. They love to hate him. That's what I'm saying. Um, they, I mean, reporters, everyone is going to want to see Zlatan stay. Um, I'm sure at, 
to some degree, Zlatan may want to stay. I just, I just don't personally see it happening. I really don't. I think there is a part of me that really believes, even the front office is like, hey, we appreciate everything. You're the man, but, you know, we do have a plan. And that plan doesn't include you. And I, I believe that to be true. I believe that to be 100% true. You got to remember that Skeloto and Teclosa inherited Zlatan the way they inherited the dead weight on the team. I'm not sure if Zlatan would have been an option had Teclosa or GBS be there prior to the 2018 season. So it, it was inherited, although it was something like, okay, you know, that's not a bad piece to have. Not necessarily the piece that we would have gotten, but okay, we'll see what we can do with this. I honestly believe that they will probably say, we'll probably look to Zlatan and say, what do you want to do? And if he says, I want to walk, all right, thank you. That's probably, you know, that that took the decision out of our hands. And like I said, I I do believe that they have a plan uh, going forward. And obviously being 38, Zlatan wasn't going to be a part of those plans. So, um, but that's just my personal opinion. I could be dead wrong on it. But, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's talk about a player that is actually going to be gone uh, for certain next year. Chris Pontius has announced that he is retiring from professional soccer. So he is going to uh, – he, he thanked everybody today. He he uh, announced his retirement via Instagram, uh, as many players are known to do nowadays. <clears throat> um. I think it's a shame. I think that um, Pontius probably should have seen the field a little bit more this year. Um, but with you know, with, with that in mind, I think that he um, probably didn't want to take a, a a pay cut next year or take a less lesser role than he had this year. Uh, I do think that he probably could have helped the Galaxy in this in this last playoff game. Uh, I think. He would have been, you know, maybe a better uh, substitute than Fabio was. But, um, you know, Pontius spends, what, two years with us? And uh, now he's, he's retiring. So, you know, we we wish him well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a little sad that I didn't get to see him a little bit more. Uh, I Especially down the stretch. Uh, some due to injury, others just due to... Uh, you know, a coach's decision that is still kind of a head scratcher. Not really sure why he didn't step foot into the uh, in the LFC game. To, to be perfectly honest, I know that Alistair Genie was back and he was always going to be that sub off the bench that everyone's gonna uh, want to see. But I, 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 I kind of feel that Pontius was the the veteran that you know, if you put him in. Maybe in that game, somewhere in the uh, in the middle, maybe he doesn't give you the offensive spark, but he certainly calms uh, the guys down. And you know, maybe they don't give up back to back goals. I don't know. You, I, I, I kind of feel that it was a um, not necessarily a waste, but I, I was just a little saddened that I didn't get to see more of him because uh, I think he could have been a lot more useful to the squad. But either way, I, I wish him well. In whatever uh, endeavor he um, embarks on now, whether that's uh, coaching or broadcasting or um, wherever it may be, um, wish him the best. And uh, thank you for everything that you did and uh, gave to us these past two uh, 
two seasons. Yeah. I know Bobby's sad because he just just he just discovered how good looking Pontius is up close. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him up close. Oh, Dan, that dude's really good looking. <laughs> he looks he looks so normal on yeah, TV, both, but like in, in person, he looks all chiseled. Yeah, I think both of us all, said, who did you work, man? <laughs> I you know? think both of us said it simultaneously when Bobby was like, oh, my God, Pontius is so good looking. And we just kind of paused and we both went chiseled. <laughs> so chiseled <laughs> he is man it's good i mean you know if you he, he could probably be like the dad on a cw show for sure in in the future oh yeah like an uncle <laughs> like, yeah exactly i can see him coming in and being like green arrow's uncle or something like that you know on one of those uh uh cw superhero shows Specific. So I know. I know that was very, very specific. So you want him for a specific role? Maybe, okay. maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, a role in his dreams. <laughs> He's already there, my friends. He's already there. Parting um, with a party boy. Are we? Uh, Epic. So we can we talk about another potential departure? Um, sure. I was kind of hoping to save that for Uriel, the next week's show. Uriel, uh, well, we, we can. I mean, no, I already said it. Uriel, do Uriel it. Carlos, and Tuna is uh, rumored to be uh, going to Chivas, Guadalajara. Among other places. Okay. There's actually a few teams that he's being rumored to go on. Uh, somewhere now, Portugal I thought well, he right? would have gone to a better team. Ooh, nah, nah. <laughs> uh, I, I actually think that Chivas is a good fit for him. I, I have to agree. I have to agree 100%. I, when I saw that, I said it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Uh, it, you have to remember that Antuna is not owned by the Galaxy. They're owned, he's owned by Manchester City. He's on loan to the Galaxy. So he's basically off the team now. They, uh, since he's not under contract uh, or MLS contract, he does not have to uh, stay around till December. So... He could very well go wherever he chooses now. The Galaxy could put up an offer and buy him outright. He would undoubtedly be a DP spot. Yeah, no, um, don't do that. And uh, <laughs> that is a big no from, from me. I'm pretty sure it's a big no from us. Um, and Yeah, no. Uh, you know, if it's another loan deal, then so be it. But it doesn't look like that's the case. Uh, he actually signed an extension with Manchester city uh, a couple weeks back. So he's actually through contract, uh, there, uh, until 2022, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he, so he probably signed that in order to get Manchester city, a transfer fee. Possibly, possibly. And, uh, I, I kind of feel that. I, I don't want to say it's a missed opportunity for the galaxy. Uh, again, I think it might be a, a byproduct of bad timing and maybe um, not the system that really works best for him. Um, and you see what he's been doing with the Mexican national team. He's been, uh, you know, scoring goals, been doing good. His, his star is rising. Uh, so it would be a perfect fit if he were, if you were to go to, uh, to, to Chivas or any other uh, team that may want him. I, I think he deserves, um, He's still young, what, 21, 22 at the most? So, yeah, 22. Uh, the, yeah, so the guy has... About to have a baby. His, yeah, the, the guy has his entire career still in front of him. 
And um, I'm pretty sure it's the last that we've seen of Antuna. And again, it, it's something that kind of sucks that didn't work out uh, as much as, or as, as much as we had hoped it would have. But uh, again, I as frustrating a, a, as a player that he was to watch uh, with some of the things that he did or didn't do, I, I kind of felt that. I don't want to say we misused him, but I do think that he will thrive somewhere else. And again, I, I wish him the best of luck. I have absolutely no ill will toward him. And uh, wherever he lands, I will honestly, I, I'll continue to be a fan and I'll continue to root for him. I think uh, he kind of deserves it. And again, uh, best of luck to Carlitos. <laughs> uh, all right. So. Um, do you guys want to get on to, we have a bunch of listener questions. All right. Do you guys want to get on to that or do you want let's to talk ahead. about, yeah. yeah, it's our group therapy session. Oh. They're involved. All right. Let's, let's go ahead. All right. So that. let's, let's, let's get on to, uh, our friends who have submitted, uh, questions via the various social medias. So, um, let's start with our number one, our number one guy, the LA galaxy outsider. Mr. Madam Serrano via Instagram. Uh, do you guys think we'll get new kits for the 25th season? Is it time for another retro third kit? I didn't even think about that. Uh, 25th is the silver. That's is the it? silver anniversary. Yeah, I believe so. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to say I, I, I'm not even I, I honestly don't even think that it should be a third kit. It's more than likely going to be a third kit. I'm sure there's some sort of contractual agreement uh, with the, you know, with the primary kits, but I would love to see the original 10 don some sort of, you know, anniversary kit for the entire, for the entire season. I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be really, really awesome. I, I, I back that 100%. So we don't know, but that's awesome. Original. So, so you're wanting an an original ten uh, kit? Well, I mean, the original ten are the only ones who would get that type of a jersey. Hmm. That, okay. that, that's what I, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were there in, in, in the beginning, you get that third. Maybe even the fourth, if you want to go, you know, uh, throw the little extra one in there where those 10 teams get the fourth kit and there's some sort of silver design or something to kind of commemorate that it's your 25th anniversary. I'm down for that. I would also be down for like, you know, even if the league does something for its 25th where there is something, um, you know, uh, a new design uh, to the jersey. But I would love to see the original 10 and only the original 10 have that third or fourth kit that, uh, you know, that shows that they, they were one of the original 10 and that they're still here. Actually, you know what? No, fuck San Jose because they moved and relocated. So they don't count. <laughs> well, there's a clash. Uh, well, well do, do, does Houston and Houston. San Jose get yeah. the clash? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't count. I, I think they kind of fucked themselves up over there. Would you have a problem if San Jose wasn't there? What do you mean if would I have a problem if San Jose wasn't there? Like, well, would you have a problem if San Jose wasn't part of that Jersey original idea? ten? Yeah. 
No, fuck them. Well, there you go. So what are we, like, what are we arguing about then? Jesus. Boom. Boom. All right. Um, from uh, another one from Instagram, take the wheel 64. Any G's taken in the expansion draft? I want to say that there's going to be quite a few people that are being left unprotected simply because I'm not sure they are again are part of the future plans and the one that really sticks in my mind here is dave romney because i feel as much as i would Mm. love dave romney to stay uh a galaxy guy you didn't see it to the end of the season i mean the last what month two months of the season where romney got consistent minutes and consistent starting time it took that long for that to happen. Skeloto obviously was, for whatever reason, was not impressed by Romney. Maybe his play, maybe what you know, one of the things that we theorized, maybe he insulted Mama Skeloto. We don't know. <laughs> but for whatever, whatever reason, <laughs> Shelvik was in there almost exclusively when everybody was shouting for give Romney a chance. And and it took to the end of the season for that to finally happen. Now, I'm not sure if something turned there. Uh, I'm not sure if that's something like, yeah, we Shelvick is, is a liability. We can't have him in there. Or did Soto finally realize, hey, maybe this guy is useful after all. I personally think that they're going to get rid of him. I don't think that he necessarily fits in Skeloto's system. Uh, or at least um, not in the way he would like to be used. Uh, we, we do know that he likes to push his uh, his outside backs forward into the attack. And Romney, though he does do it, it's not his forte. You know, he, he considers himself a center back. It's not, he's playing at a position being a left back. I'm not sure if he is out of contract because he did, Sign a new contract for this season, so I'm not sure if that's a, a one year with an option or a two year with an option. Uh, if I'm being honest, but if he's still I under think contract, he has a, I think he has another year. Okay, um, so if this is the case, I honestly feel that Dave Romney may very well be unprotected, unless they feel that okay, we need to protect him in order to use him as trade bait or. Mm-hmm. Or something else uh, down the line where we can get something out of him. Because I honestly believe he can be very useful to a lot of the teams out there uh, yeah, in MLS. I, I can see Nashville wanting to pick him up, but I don't see Miami wanting to pick him up. But yeah. with, that's, with that said, I, I do see, I do think that like a guy like Quayle could be on the, on the block. I think that maybe Servando Carrasco could be a guy who gets picked up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Dave Romney gets protected because he is an American. He's a defender that's proven to be useful down the stretch. And for whatever reason that, that Scalotto doesn't like to use him. Um, this could be a situation where Kinnear has been pushing for them to use Romney and, and Scalotto has stubbornly not wanted to use him. And then, um, you know, when, when it mattered the most, they used Romney, <clears throat> but, with that said, he was also on a defense that gave up like what twenty goals in the last four games. So, I I, I don't know. I think I I have a feeling that Dave Romney is going to stick around. Uh, and I the would, same for, and the same for for Steris. 
simply because they're American. I would, like I said, I would love Romney to stick around. Uh, I, I just feel that obviously defense is going to be, uh, aside from another forward, I think defense is is going to continue to be a priority for this team, considering that the defense didn't really improve all that much. Um Based on the system that Scotto's trying to run, I think they actually have to specifically target those outside backs that are wingbacks. You can't just have a guy sitting back there playing defense first. He's going to want a defender that actually is very offensive-minded. So he's probably going to handpick these guys somewhere down in South America. I'm assuming he's got to be somewhere in Argentina. Uh, but uh, that's yet to be seen. I I just don't see a reason why they Romney would stay. I personally can find many reasons. I, I just don't know if Scalotta sees those those reasons or has the same line of thinking as I do. I uh, I think we may have seen the last of Day Romney and again, that also makes me a little sad because I, I feel that he deserved uh, a lot better. Um, especially after what happened last season where he was just, hey, tell me where you want to go and did what he could and did a decent job at it. And I think this season was somewhat similar, just not as consistent. And, and, uh, and actually that leads us into our next question from McRowing. I don't know. Uh, which defenders in MLS should LA sign that won't take any international or DP spots. Now I went through the list of MLS American MLS defenders. And really there's only one guy in the entire league that looks like he would be enticing. I don't know if we can get him, but I think Steve, Steve Birnbaum, he's from California. Um, he's a guy who has been okay in, in MLS. I, I think he's in DC right now and um, he isn't He's not going to be particularly expensive, but he's a guy that could give you the same thing as like Dan Stairs gave you, or maybe even Dave Rodney gave you down the stretch. Uh, I. But would Scalotto do that though? Would he? Won't he want to I, go out? I, yeah, I agree. I don't know that, but the question is about MLS defenders that, that are not sure. internationals oh, yeah. true, true. and not DPs. Thinking, yeah. So that so given the list, I think Steve Birdbaum is the only guy who's like kind of a, a center back bruiser, which could complement a guy like uh, Polenta or, um, you know, but again, we're, we're not talking about speed here. I think we need a speedy guy. And so I think they're going to have to look outside the, the league for that. But again, you're going to run out of international spots. I, I think that is the X factor there is that when, when people think of what this front office is going to do and how they're going to build, because next season Make no mistake, this is going to be their team. What happens next season, whether it's a successful one or a failure, it's going to land on the coach and the front office. They had half a pass this season because, you know, they inherited a mess and they did what they what they could. And I thought it was more than commendable. I think they've actually uh, the Closa has excelled in bringing in players in a very unique way, the way he said it in the beginning of the season, we got to bring in players in a very unique way because we're handicapped by the salary cap and the, the contracts that we're currently in. So when you think of them, you think that they're going into now going into South America uh, and the Glosa has connections in Europe as well. So he can basically have his pick of anybody or practically anybody 
on the entire planet, but you can only have nine or eight, unless eight. of course, yeah, eight. So unless we pick up a international slot from another team that isn't using other slots, which is what we did this season. Uh, I, I feel that, you know, I think that there is a handicap there in that, Hey, you're going to have to look domestically and you're going to have to have scouts here around the league as well as outside of it um, to just kind of fill in those gaps, uh, you know, the glue guys, as as we have said before, the, the ones that kind of like stick this team together that have been around the league, that are veterans of the league and that play well, that can go in there either for depth or just have that piece of the puzzle that, you know what, you're not as influential as, say, a Pavon or, or Zlatan, but you fit and you work well here. So I, I think... I think this front office currently, uh, like I said, he has a plan. He knows where to go. He knows um, how he's going to do it. I'm sure he has a plan B and a plan C as well. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, I mean, if you went down the list and you're telling me Steve Bourbon is the only one there, we might be in trouble. Well, to me. To me he's <laughs> right. <in trouble>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I think, I, I think, yes, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we might be in trouble there. Um, but nah, it's going to be an interesting offseason, and we'll get to that in future shows. Um, what's the next question? All right. So next question is, uh, well, we can go a couple of different ways. And I think in, in relation to the defense, we should switch over to uh, our homeboy, Angel Figueroa, live at AF. Uh, from straight from the stands. Shouts to you guys. Does Dominic Kinnear still have a purpose in the coaching staff looking into 2020? Ooh. No. Yeah. No. Uh, do you want this, Bobby, or should I take it? You, you go ahead, take it. I'm watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seattle's up. I'm going. Woo! I'm going to say no. Uh, I think Kinnear was kept this season as a gesture of good faith um, as a guy who probably thought he was going to or at least be a leading candidate for the head coaching position this season um, after uh, taking the reins late in 2018 and bringing the galaxy practically from the brink of you know the end of the season to hey we just won five games in a row and we're right back in the picture, and all you got to do is win this game, and you just brought this team back from the dead. Um, and the way he, res- uh, the players responded to him, obviously, um, I-, I think that he was kept there simply for that transitional period. Uh, the-, the players that were already on the team to kind of be that buffer between him and the new coaching staff. Um, and I don't think you need that anymore, to be perfectly honest. And I think he's probably going to look elsewhere um, for another head coaching job, I'm not sure if uh, another MLS team is, is going to want uh, going to want him. Um, you see that the, um, even the expansion teams they're you know they're headed into a new era. It's it's I think he's probably uh, you know one of the old coaches in the old regime. I'm not entirely sure if he coaches here again, but I'm sure he's going to want to venture into other uh, projects. And um, you even saw it during the season. I 
think we saw it early in the season where you saw Skeloto and next to him was Valdecantos. And we yeah. kind of made a deal about that saying, hey, shouldn't Kinnear, shouldn't the assistant coach be the one next to Skeloto and not the trainer? Um, but uh, well, I think you know, I, I don't even think that Dominic Kinnear was the assistant coach. He was one of the assistants. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, think I don't Gustavo, think he, he wasn't. Gustavo yeah. was the assistant coach. But ultimately, and, and for me, it comes down to this. Kinnear was brought in to make sure to transition between the Scalotto regime and the, the old, old MLS regime. He was a guy that the players liked. He was a guy that that guys responded to. And his job was to make sure that the defense would run smoothly since Loto was not a defensive coach. Well, guess what? What our, what our main Achilles' heel was this year? Defense. So obviously, what, regard, regardless whether or not how much Kinnear had control over stuff, if his job was defense, didn't get it done. So for me, thank you, thank you, Dom Kinnear. We'll see you later. Time to move oh. on. So basically, it's a no, but for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I, I at the end of the day, I think the question is no. I think it is time to move on. Uh, okay, um, so now let's go to uh, get da underscore Mimo Mimos. I don't know uh, who could Zlatan's replacement be. So we've talked this one to death. Have we? Um, I think that. Yeah, we have. Uh, so assuming Zlatan is leaving, who do we replace him with? Do you think that Scaloto goes after another, uh, you know, n- number nine target kind of guy? I don't think so. I If we're talking about marketing, sure. Uh, but I think with the system that they're trying to run this 433 where you're going to need guys that run for 90 minutes that are going to um complement each other I, I don't think you're going to go see that big name european number nine guy i think you're going to have to see some young south american uh, it's probably more than likely as words what was going to be some no name or someone that isn't mainstream here in the states come in and uh, fill in the gap. And and I don't even think it's one forward. You're going to have to get multiple forwards. Remember that when Zlatan was out, you had no other forwards that, or strikers that were ready to take his place. I think Zubak was the only forward that was listed on yep. the team and they, they brought him up pretty much and out of necessity. Pontius. Right. So they brought in Pontius or Antuna to fill in that role whenever Zlatan was not playing. So you're going to need multiple strikers. You're going to need probably another one or two I mean, guys. You have to. Yeah. I mean, that's a necessity right now. I, I I think that the striker position itself and the defense overall have to be the priorities. You, you need at least two strikers who are going to start. Remember that you're going to probably lose Antuna. You're probably losing Fabio Alvarez because he's also a lone player. By uh, the way. Maybe not, though. Maybe not. People have talked about how he and Pavon are like best friends. So if he keeps Pavon happy, then you keep Fabio Alvarez. Well, the thing with, with that is that Pavon is back next season. I think the loan is through next season. Alvarez, yeah. however, I'm not sure if his loan lasted more than this season. So if, if, I have if, a feeling we'll see if they could get him back on loan, great. But to buy him outright, he would be a DP. And again, thanks, but no thanks. I don't think no, I, he's a D, not a DP. I think it'll be another loan deal. I think it'll be another loan deal. Yeah. 
So you have to remember that if you're looking for that 4-3, you're probably going to have to find one, maybe two more strikers um, that will uh, be in that system. And then you're going to have to find the guy that's going to replace, um, back them up. So yeah. I so think you're th- probably looking for two or three strikers this offseason. And so one of them has to be that garbagey American player. <laughs> that, sure, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, th- there's there's been talks there's been a lot of talks about a uh, Colombian guy in, that's playing in Scotland right now um, that's on that's on the Galaxy radar and that sounds like a joke yeah <laughs> a Colombian in Scotland yeah I know yeah. Um, and uh, and and then you you have to assume that the Galaxy you know being who the Galaxy are they're they're going to go after a player with some name recognition even though that's not really uh, Scalotto style. That's kind of what the culture of the galaxy has been. So there's been talks about, you know, maybe Lewandowski becomes available. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I know on our wish list it was Sergio Aguero, but I don't, I don't know how feasible that's going to be. Um, I think that Dennis DeClose, like you said, is is going to have his work cut out for him. We may not get that big name player, um, but I think that. It, regardless, this is going to be a new a new time for the galaxy. It, 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 we're not going to be able to replace Zlatan's 31 goals, but you know, as we said a couple of weeks ago, we're going to have to find guys who are going to contribute, you know, 10, 12 goals, uh, and and spread it out a little bit more evenly. And and for me, I think that's better. So yeah, yeah, yeah. To answer your question, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> next, uh, yeah, that's next pretty up, much the answer next, for yeah. all of them, though. I know. Well, that, <laughs> well, if he's asking, yeah, I mean, if he's asking for a specific target, who do we get? Um, no one's really gonna know uh, aside from uh, GBS and DTK, so it's kind of an unfair question from us. We don't have that inside information, but I, I if I had to take a guess, I, I think it's a uh, no name player in South America, young no name player in South America. That's um, great. Like, that come make your come make your name. Exactly, and I think that's that's where I'm headed. Is like, is that even Pavon is he's not even if he has a stellar season and the Galaxy want to buy him outright, I'm pretty sure he's going to want to go to Europe. Do you guys uh, that's pretty much his 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 destination at this point? Do you guys take uh, Javier Hernandez? No, I wouldn't want to. No, I'm, no, I, I, that's a that's, pass for me. That's on, on the that's on the agenda. That's, that's going to be that's on the agenda. It's a pass for me. Oh, that's a that's a hard no for me as well. So that's a that's a DP okay. slot. Welcome, down. welcome, Chicharito. <laughs> um, no. All right. Next from uh, Rosie Zoma. Until the CBA disputes are resolved, do we sign and let players go? Uh, and I have the answer for that one. Yes. Uh, there is a two day, two and a half day trade window that opens up on November 11th and it runs through November 13th. Um, there's another, the, the trade window closes at 8 p.m. on November 13th. And so then there's going to be a roster freeze um, until November 19th, which is the MLS expansion draft. And so that's when we have to have uh, players that get, uh, you know, offered bona fide offers and we have to have our protected list by November 19th, which I think is the day after MLS Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, 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 it's a couple of weeks after MLS Cup. So that's when that happens. Uh, the club has until November 21st to exercise any optional, uh, you know, any option uh, contracts. 
Um, so, you know, it's possible that we may we may let players go. Uh, you know, we don't pick up options on November 21st. Um, on November 25th, the waiver process starts uh, and then free agency opens at 3 p.m. on November 25th. And then the reentry draft happens on November 26th. So there's a lot of dates that uh, happen before the end of the year. And I would imagine that the CBA doesn't get resolved until well until into next year, like, you know, I would say right before this season starts um, because there is talks about potential work stoppage uh, next year if they can't come to uh, the players union and MLS can't come to agreements about certain things. So uh, Corner of the Galaxy talked about this week how the players are going to ask for charter flights. They're going to ask for more free agency or more freedom in the free agency. And they're going to ask for a sort of, a shift away from Tam and Gam because, as we know, that does not help uh, domestic players. That's only useful for players coming in from the outside, and some of those players tend to get overcompensated for the amount of contribution that they're giving to the club, <coughs> Shelvick, um, <laughs> whereas other players who probably deserve to get uh, more money but are right at that Tam ceiling don't get it because they're domestic players or they're sort of MLS journeymen. So I think that um, this is going to be two revolving things happening and the CBA, like I said, aren't going to get resolved for a while. So until then, all these other dates have to hit and you, you have small windows to, to for clubs to make their moves. So definitely we're going to be signing and letting go players uh, while this CBA stuff is happening. And as to closely as said, they have to just keep going as if the, the same rules that are in place right now are going to continue on because, you know, they can't, they can't go based on speculative things that, that the, the player union is going to get or not going to get. And to be fair, I mean, a guy like the close is going to have, um, um, excuse me, is going to be very well informed as what's going on in these talks. So he's going to have a pretty good um, feel for the way these talks are going to go. So he's probably putting that into consideration. Like, look, chances are this is probably going to get resolved in this manner, the way the talks are going. So I'm probably going to be looking to do this type of deal or I'm able to do this type of deal, um, you know, if that's the case. But, I mean, yes, the short answer is there's a lot of stuff that's going on before the new CBA. So you're obviously going to be uh, getting rid of players and training players and, and whatnot, all the dates that David just said. Uh, not to mention the fact that they just can't wait and sit around and then wait for that deal to come by and say, oh, okay, cool, we can start now, but the season starts in a week. So, yeah, obviously, uh, you are going to have to do something, um, which is it, it may not be as effective since simply because you don't know what the final agreement is going to be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is coming from Thoreau's mouth is saying that we have to keep going as if nothing has changed. And but I, I'm pretty sure he's going to know uh, how those talks are going. He's going to be well informed of that. So um, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I have I have uh, uh, faith in in that man. All right, and uh, last one from Instagram. Sharky14 asks, what are your minimum expectations for next year's team? Let's start with Bobby. Minimum is playoffs. That's that's basically it. I mean, we have to make playoffs again. I mean, we do, We made the playoffs 
with being a mostly bad team <laughs> throughout the year. <laughs> um, uh, that's yeah. That's all. That's all that needs to be uh, for for minimum. Of course, we always, 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 always want the cup. So that's my answer. Going back to the game, Lewis. Uh, yes, absolutely. I, the playoffs are a minimum. You also have to. Again, it, it's how you want to take this. If you win the final two games of the regular season, you're number two in the Western Conference. I think you're number four or number five overall in MLS. I'm not sure how you want to take that. Is that a reflection of what the team actually did? Absolutely not. So if you're saying that maybe a second seed in the playoffs uh, and actually looking the part might be uh, an expectation. I think the optics have to be there this time around. I think we probably loopholed uh, our way into uh, what could have been a more successful season. I think that the expectation is whatever team that you're going to be, it has to be consistent. You have to look good doing this, even in defeat, because this season we had no idea what Galaxy team was going to show up. We had no idea if this was going to be the team that played the game of their lives and are scoring at will and absolutely running over the opposition or the team that led in four or five goals to the, you know, the the bottom dwellers in the Western Conference. Um, So I think at the very minimum, it is playoffs. I think it has to be a team that is consistent in the way they play. And that's pretty much a matter of opinion. If you were satisfied with this season and you feel that, hey, maybe just get to the Western Conference Finals next year, then so be it. Um, If you feel like, hey, Rome wasn't built in one day and simply because this is now officially uh, DTK's and GBS's team in 2020 doesn't necessarily mean that MLS Cup is on its way. Um, So I think their plan, whatever it may be, is a long-term plan. And not necessarily we need to win MLS Cup now, but uh, I feel that being contenders. I think this year we were dark horses only because of the idea that we could theoretically win any game that was played in front of us, but lose any game that was put in front of us as well. I think that next season we have to be legitimate contenders. We have to look at that team and say, Yes, it's possible that this team makes a run. We could lose, but it's uh, we have a legitimate shot at this title. I think that's where we need to be next season. Legitimate contenders. Um, yeah, I think that for me, it's it's Western Conference um, at, at minimum. Um, I think that we have to make it look like we could make a run. This year's team was like... Well, if we get really lucky, we could, you know, we, we could luck our way into the final. But I think next year's team, it's like you have to teams have to put up a phenomenal game against us in order to knock us out. We have to be throughout the season. We have to be consistent. We have to be um, none of this, you know, very big swings in, in terms of the, the pendulum of of how we play and how we perform. Uh, we got to be good away from home. We got to be good at home. Um, these are like, these are all like minimums for me. We got to be good at home. We got to be able to to pull out some results away from home. We got to go into the playoffs strong and looking like the galaxy of old. Um, 
I don't think we need to make MLS Cup. We need to win MLS Cup. But I think that if we look like we're in control of things going into the playoffs, that is a good that is a good year. All right. Uh, I think that's it for Instagram. Okay. Uh, so the, so uh, okay. Lewis, so I think you still have some from Twitter, right? Yes. Yeah. So we got uh, at Uncle Dishwasher asked. He actually asked about three questions. Two of them we actually have already answered. If Zlatan leaves, who do you get as a new forward? We've yep. we've already Don't talked know. about that. Whatever. <laughs> whatever big time number nine is available from Europe this transfer window, or someone lesser known that may fit better into GBS's desire, desire system. We talked about that as well. I think it's going to go into uh, the. Less known player that fits into the system also would you consider the season as a whole a success all things considered kind of touched on that but not entirely so bobby i will start with you would you consider 2019 a success well i mean you have to look at it in the scope of where we came from so yes i do see it as a success we we were fundamentally a better team than we were the last two years um excitement was a lot higher uh we made the playoffs uh we 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 played well against at least our rival um but you know the inconsistency was there of course like we've been saying and how many times we've said in other shows but yeah i do call this one a success i mean you got to look at it in scope david um i agree with bobby in that considering where we came from the last the the last few years have been hard, and for me, it's been it it it, it didn't start in two thousand seventeen or in sixteen. Um, so I think the when you think about success, I don't think about it in terms of success on the field, but I think of it as a massive success in term if, in how we rebuilt the clubs. Infrastructure and how we're going to continue to build on the club's culture because four years ago when we started this podcast, the culture was sparse. It was small. I, I, I don't think it was that you know big as it is now. Um, four years is short, right? I feel like the scene, the galaxy scene in, in, in terms of how together everybody is, um, we've seen incredible growth. We're finally rid of the really terrible executives that we had. Um, almost. Almost. Uh, we have a guy with a plan, right, We in DTK. We have a, a owner who has pretty much recommitted themselves to making sure that we are returning to what we used to be. Um, I think this year has been a success. Sorry that hurt you to say that. I know. It almost I, sounded it, like it, I felt like, like it, it was carrying weight. You know, like I, I felt, uh, yeah. So for me, I mean, I, I I do agree with Bobby in that if you're looking at what happened the past two seasons, that, hey, we didn't make the playoffs, but this year we did, sure, it's an improvement. If you're looking at it that Skeleto's goal at the beginning of the season, he said we need to make the playoffs. So he's 
acknowledging you got to crawl before you walk. So let's take those baby steps. Before we start thinking about trophies, let's get into the avenue that will eventually get us there. In that sense, you can say, yes, the season was a success. When you're looking, comparing 2018 to 2019, the Galaxy were only three points better than last year's team, which actually isn't saying a lot. It seemed on paper that they improved, but the performance was practically the same. And what I do feel is successful in that this season is that when you did make the playoffs, you did win your game. It was on the road in a system that is uh, not catered to any of the lower seeds, which we were. Uh, we were still able to be uh, to win a game and then be somewhat competitive against the quote unquote best team in the league. So in in that sense, I feel like, okay, that is a success. I also feel that uh, what the front office is doing is a success. You know, we're, we're back to signing the players that we need, signing the big players that, uh, you know, the, the fans can get behind. Um, I also believe that I think David mentioned, uh, the morale, the, the the morale of the fans is back. You saw that instantly, and I think that was a uh, again that was a front office thing. That was a Teclosa thing. That was a Skeloto thing. That fans started to believe again. Fans started to to to, to see that hey, there's a light at the end of this tunnel because we were in a really really dark place the past two seasons with Klein and company in charge, and now with uh, this uh, new GM, the morale has certainly been. And lifted, so I think that's a success. And I think with what we have to look forward to, and the fact that we can look forward to something instead, of, you know, this wasn't a 2016 to 2017 transition. Obviously, the fact that we know that we can be better, we the fact that we know we will get better, I think that's a success. So it may not be the the result or outcome that we have had all hoped for but bobby's right i think when you're looking at this um from where we were and you get past the results where you know i I get it the results are what actually matter um we are in a rebuilding year uh organization everything not just on the field just everything the philosophy uh youth academies the way we run business everything is completely changing um and again, Rome wasn't built in one day. I think we're headed in the right direction, and I think that's a success. Okay. I, and, and I and that is all. Is there anything? Okay. All right, David. Any last words? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to give a super special shout out to everybody who is listening right now. Thank you so much for your guys' support. Thank you guys for those of you who played balls and beers. Um, you know, everybody who is, who has helped us, who follows us on all of our social media stuff, who we met at the stadium, um, big shout outs to, uh, the Cooligans who we finally got to meet. Like I said, uh, Susanna Collins, who, um, was super cool at the, at the stadium when we met her, uh, super, super, super duper shout out to Delmi Buddy S who came on our show back to back weeks. Um, and was super gracious to like help us out. And, you know, we, uh, obviously we met her a bunch of times at, at the stadium. Um, and, uh, and, and she helped me out today quite a bit. So 
super shout out to tell me, um, you know, again, we're big fans. So, uh, thank you for, for giving us your time. Uh, everybody who we've collaborated with, uh, the nag boys straight from the stand, simply soccer, uh, uh, riot squad cast corner of the galaxy. First, the five, anybody else who are missing one, you know, one, one, two threads, um, galaxy art fire, all of you guys, the hammer. Thank you guys for, uh, listening, you know, this is the end of the season, but I think we're, we're still going to do shows, uh, all the way through MLS cup. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Please don't ever win a fucking Oscar. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This episode was 78. <laughs> this is David and Lewis wanna, saying goodbye. Do you want to see my Emmy? <laughs> Say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I never got a chance to get my last word in. Bye. God damn it. I'm grinding. This is Bobby. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 